What's up, everyone? Welcome again to round two of our Racing 101 How-To Podcast Sessions. Last week, we sat down with a few throwers and talked about what they did to bring their teams to the top of the game. This week, we're going to talk BNC host Hydrant with two guys who've been at the top of the game for the last 20, 25 years. Paul Suskin of the Bayshore Redskins and Scott Magan of the Spencerport Red Onions. And both of them brought a lot of really interesting tips and tricks, not only for guys who were just getting started in the game, but also for guys who've been in for a little while. There's a lot of good stuff uh, buried deep in this conversation. So uh, if you like what we're doing here, let us know on Twitter at NYS Drill Teams or on Facebook at NYS Fire Department Drill Teams. And you can follow this podcast on iTunes. Just search for Drill Team Radio or do the same at podbean.com to be able to download their app. You can also access this podcast directly at www.nysdrillteams.com. We hope you guys enjoy this. We've got one coming hopefully every week or so over the winter, and uh, we hope you guys get some good information. Uh, enjoy. All right, so uh, we're here to talk Hydra now. Um, here again, uh, Rob Noonan, uh, West Able Flying Dutchman. And we've got uh, two great hydrant men on this side. Um, Scott Magan of the Spencerport Red Onions. Uh, 25 years? Six. 26 years slapping a couple on a hydrant. Uh, also our, fr- our uh, second vice president of the state. And uh, the voice of racing, Paul Suskin. Suskind, depending on if it's a weekday or a weekend. Weekend. Um, weekend, we'll go with kind. Uh, and uh, Paul, yourself, I would say at 22. Yeah, running hydrant. Running hydrant, 22 years. Maybe 23. And uh, and and both of these guys uh, with some incredible times, some incredible team records, some incredible records all told, uh, and maybe even some good video footage as well. But uh, so we're getting a group together here to talk about uh, hydrant and the basics of what you guys focused on. And, and so I think for the couplings, one of the first things to talk about was be read. Uh, it should the, the, the threads should be read, confirmed, uh, without a doubt. No, no. Uh, but um, uh, let's talk, Scott. Where would you put your um, your coupling in your hand? Where was the starting thread in your hand compared to your hand? In your knuckle, your finger. Where, where would you usually put it? Uh, always went with the middle knuckle. Middle knuckle. So this would be like at the start of your palm. Actually, step one above it. One above it. Okay. So so the highest point of your knuckle when you, when you flex it was always my spot for a certain part of the starting thread. It wasn't always exactly there, but it just had a little place where I knew I'd make a mark there and put it there. Did you put a uh, did you put a stripe on the coupling with nail polish or something like that? It started with just um, a marker, just making somewhat of a mark. But after a while, you know, it keeps wearing down. So then you start using paint markers. Then you start putting a black paint marker with red paint marker on the outside of it to make it even look cooler, which didn't do a damn thing, <laughs> but it was just things you did, but I always had that one mark, and it, it just kept wearing down, you just take another marker every week, Yeah. make your mark, make sure it's blackened. How about you, Paul? Uh, where, where where did you, and I know you were a guy who ran brass for life, right? You were uh, 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 an adapter, was yep. stainless though, right? Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. gunmetal. You, you as Made the it well? grumman during the Vietnam War. And and it was the same adapter for all the way? Still used today. No shit. Used from the 60s on. Uh, well, uh, this is the uncensored version, apparently. So, yeah. and, and you were a uh, stainless or a uh, uh, aircraft steel or something along those lines? Always a stainless steel. Something had to give when you're hitting hydrant. Mm-hmm. Something had to. So, so kept the adapter where it was the strong metal. Okay. Um, from 91 till 2005, used a straight, same exact one that Richard McQuilkin used before my time. I think Royce used before him until um, Dan Peters 
from uh, CI gave me a, a, an angled one. Okay. Still stainless steel. So that when I'm hitting it, it, the coupling on the hose is wearing away. That's staying strong. So I never had to change my adapter. I only had to change my coupling. So really what it came down to was, uh, from a material standpoint, you're either going to chase the wear on two pieces or one piece. So you might as well just chase it on the one. So And, and I've actually did the same thing myself. I ran with a brass uh, coupling on a stainless adapter for forever. So, uh, Paul, where did you usually keep your starting thread on the hydrocouple? Well, what I did was I started after a couple of years of having a, a nail polish little mark on there, which you get off the back of the truck, you're never going to look at North Sea. That's cute, yeah. I started to uh, actually got rid of the mark, and I would get my, I'd walk up to the hydrant, I'd get my proper spot, I would put my mark where I wanted my thumb up, and I would actually rub a hole into the tape where my thumb had to sit. So every time I got in the back truck, I'd have to worry about a mark. I, wear, I had to put my thumb on so this that is an hole. adjustment you made day of a lot of times. Like, no, no, I, no, no, no. I made it, I mean, overtime. Yeah, over okay. but I got rid of the mark probably for the last 15 years, and I would make a little hole in the tape okay. where my thumb had to sit. So I, I, it was, you felt it. It was a crevice. Yeah. But that's but that's almost an experience thing. thing where, from a starting thread standpoint, your thumb is at the top of the coupling, but yeah. your starting thread was probably somewhere oh, I don't in the know where it was. Yeah, you don't even know. know. I would walk up to the hydrant. I'd hit it, hit it, hit it. I'd take it off, take it off, take it off. You try to find that coupling that goes a little bit further than regular. So if you got a quarter turn on it, it would stick. And it took a while. They would wear in. And, you know, if I found a good coupling, it would last me two, three years. Two, three years because it just was so good. You could did throw you it at it. Did you practice with the same coupling that you'd race with 100%. on percent I did all the time. I know all a lot time. of people didn't. But practice, once, practice hits before the tournament? Exactly? No, 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 right. Just slap yeah. around with a I knew if I put my thumb in that spot, if I, as long as I got off the truck, and you know, you were fine. Yeah. Because if you were in proper position, your arm was out, your your, 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 your wrist was, was straight. We'll, we'll get into that. You're going to be good. Bit. But I got rid of the whole mark, and it was a feel thing for me. I knew if I could put my thumb on that, I was confident as could be. Yeah. That if, my, if I ran the rest of the race right, it was going to be in the right spot. Okay. I actually did try it for one season. Instead of making the mark, I still made the mark there, but I took tape, spun it around like a hockey like a hockey stick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wrap it around so you can get some grip at the, at the butt end of the stick. And I actually fed my line around, stuck it there, and then put tape over it. So actually... Like you said, Paul. Almost a feel thing. I, it was a feel thing. Yeah. I do put it, it when it sits right here yeah. in my palm. I know it's. I, you know, it's you know. Right it's funny there. you mention that because for me, I would set my. Uh, for me, I always wanted to have the thread in my first knuckle, right? In in the one right at the palm. Um, but really, where I knew the feel was if I was holding the hose, because we'd always try to set up the. Uh, I'd always try to put my coupling in line with the red stripe on the hose. Yep. But when you were holding the hose, I knew that if the thread was off, it was because my pinky finger, which would normally go on a hose, let's say, wasn't sitting right on the hose. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you like, it's same same idea here is it's almost yeah, a sensory yeah. thing. When you start to get a little feel for this and, and you've been doing it for long enough, it's a natural thing where if it's a little wrong, it's off, right? Yep. Um, so uh, what about your left hand? Wait, 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 was your was there a spacing you try to make happen every well, time? Before we even get to that. What kind of, did you use a big truck coupling or did you use those little Italian couplings? Curious, because some people live by, no, there used to be these knurled Italian couplings, and that's why we always call them when you got the smaller coupling. But a lot of people, Kevin Connell won, he used those big truck couplings. Really? Huge, like firefighting heavy, couplings. Heavy. Right. Heavy coupling. I, we've used and there's still some people coupling. out there that use that today. Really? No kidding. It's, it's, it's like the breaking coupling, and Kevin Connell swore by it his whole career. I really? think Scott Rice used it. Would they mill those was, down, Paulie? Or? No, no. He would use it it's, big. Really? They might mill it down a little bit. I know Wally over there would do a lot of little Because I think a lot of weight on those. Heavy, yeah. heavy in the hand. Probably I mean, with a real big hand. Too heavy for right. me. 
Real right. big hand to control like that. It. Let's put it this way: if you're I, starting, no. if you're starting from scratch, if you're a t- if you're designing like a hydroman from scratch, couplet. do you really only have any other option than the Italian? Probably, it's probably your probably only not. Choice, well, right? no, you yeah. could find those old truck couplets because we would go look for them. And I was like, you know, sometimes we would try to put them on or whatever, but I hated it because of the weight. Right, it was always the weight, and then your your wrist wouldn't cock correctly. Whatever this is, you know, whatever. Carry on. I say cock. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't be right when you got in there with the heavy <laughs> coupling. I always loved those little, we used to call them Italian couplings, these little knurled couplings. Yeah. To me, always worked great. I don't know how you operated with it. Same exact way. We, I actually truthfully never used a heavy-duty coupling. Always used a thin brass. Um, I never knew it was an Italian one, but always well, used that's a, cool. The only thing I ever knew was a thin brass because right. it was actually lightweight. And right now, I believe uh, I've I bought our Italian, quote-unquote, mm. couplings from Joe Boy from Jolly mm. Tinker Hose. So if you were looking for... Uh, the couplings that fall into—I mean, you use the light. I you use the light. I use the light as a hydroman. You—I—I I know I've seen Joe play around with probably the lighter couplings for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Joe, Jojo and Hempstead always use the lighter couplings. And I bet you he used this. My favorite coupling. I bet you Joe used too. Is when you had the swivel was a little bit bigger than the back piece. You had the little lip right there. Just a little. There was a little <laughs> lip, and you would always take that piece of electrical that tape and put it right in that lip. World. It made because you could fit that piece right here, and you would have the coupling right here. And I swear to God, those are the best couplings. And they don't even well, make I them anymore. You used to get yeah. two or three years out of those, Paul? Yeah. Because I don't remember Joe getting more than two or three months out of no, his. No, well, he, he, he would go through I'm, his pretty I, yeah, quickly. Yeah, I would say I, I, he the wears most his down. I've ever done was like two couplings in a year. I, the, the least, I would what? say. I, I would change. Uh, my couple lasts three years. Uh, there, there's some guys who are still using that triangle sw- oh, double it. swivel or hate whatever. It. It's, it's it. a little heavier. But yeah, they, I, can, they, they you take it off. You turn it around. You I put it back on. I never liked the metal on that. It was way too soft. The mark would change way too often, right? Yes. and I hated it. It was I soft like a metal. mark that would just sit there. It would wear in, and once you wore it in, you could literally put it on a quarter turn, but you would have to take a half turn to get it off. You could wear in those yeah, little couples. That's called cheating, bro. It's not no, you, you can get... <laughs> so, so, so I think consensus here is: if you're building a guy from scratch, uh, go get a stainless steel adapter. Go get a uh, yes. Italian brass coupling. Jolly Tinker will sell them to you. Cheap fire safe will sell them to you. But, but that's a good place to start. So, uh, left hand, where, where did you guys, did, was there a measurement you took? How did you usually figure out how to put your left hand? Me, I would go one body length, but you know what? By the time, I would go one, I would stretch it out as far as I could, crimp it in, get on the back of the truck, sit here, hang it over, take off. But by the time you get to the hydrant, and I, and I really believe this, because I would talk to guys like from St. James, and I'd talk to Tansy, whatever he knows, but you would talk to uh, Kit and all them like that from those days running the hydrant and Edsel. And it didn't matter. You know how they came real tight? Yeah. He would hold the hose right double, next to the couple. Double-handed. Double-handed. Yeah. Because, oh, we're going to be quicker at the stick time. Well, their stick time was no quicker than mine. Right. But the point is, once you get off the truck, your hand's off that hose anyway because you're going for the stick. You could start way outside. You could start inside. To me, it was a comfort thing. I was, was comfort because in sea hose, and this is a whole other level of talking, but a sea hose, I always thought I needed more control because you, the drops are not as exact. Because the truck's moving, sometimes you hear something. You're, you're in, right. you're out. B hose was pretty much on point every time. Right. So if you could grab that hose off the back of the truck, pull it out, B hose, you're going to be okay. You're going to get one shot at the hydro. Right. In B hose. And if you don't hit it anyway, race yeah. is over. Right. You're right. going to get that one shot. C hose, C hose, you got to finesse it. Right. You might have to pull back. Maybe your guy went a little deeper, who's running your slack or whatever. You got to hold that maybe a little extra. But I believe that it, no matter where you start, comfort wise, at the end, we're all right there at the hydro anyway. Well, and, and I'm glad we had Scott here because Scott, as a guy who went from 
the behind-the-back strategy to the front I can't wait strategy. to talk about that. Okay, finish this conversation <laughs> but, first. So, so give right. me where you put your hand on both of those evolutions. Now, just to, just to give everybody some background Do here, Scott uh, uh, adapted uh, what was more of an upstate strategy, which was behind the hose, and the theory was to try to avoid any kinks at the hydrant. Um, so hit the hose actually run behind his back, and he'd take a lot of hose at that point. Um, at some point, you went to in front. Um, what motivated you to do that? Where did your hands go for both of those setups? The way I started out was from history in Western New York, like you said. I was actually very, very comfortable with it behind my back. Yeah. Um, so basically... So, but, as, I mean, you started running but, hydrant as a 19-year-old guy, right? Like, you, you, you're, uh, your, 18, your cousin's yeah. running up front, and uh, you were pretty much a, a kid who got projected into that, but Richie McCulloch before you and other guys yeah. were running behind the back, right? Pretty much everybody in West New York was running it behind their back. Okay. I was actually very comfortable with it because when I'm running it behind my back, and actually, you know, my right hand's got the adapter, my left hand's taking the slack, you know, curved around the lower my lower back, so I had enough slack right there. But like Paulie said, dude, true point. As soon as I got that truck, you would just watch video. My right arm would extend. Right. My left hand would come in and grab, you know, two feet behind. So that. it was almost a waste of time. Well, not right, maybe no, not. No, 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 no. I will still stand and say I support this because I did not have to slow down prior to the hydrant. And some, <laughs> wow. some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, hold, hold on. on. My hold principle on. was the same as yours, but go ahead. Go ahead. But the thing is. There's actually different ways of getting there. I there's guess. Yeah, there's videotape of me though. I could hit it and smack the the adapt the uh, the handle down and still move, but right. the hand, and keep my hand there so and not actually, be in the hose. So basically, yeah. basically at that point, my my pivot point was my left hand. So when I came in the hydrant, I smacked it. My left hand would pull the hydrant down, and my right hand could flail way over here because. Right. My left hand stays here. You almost had a handle to hold on to yourself at that right. point. That was actually what stopped me. All right, so me. why now, change it? Why change it? Because some guy from CI gave me his adapter that was actually was not straight angled. Headed a, uh, Let's talk about that next. Kick to it. So you ran with a straight originally. I ran with straight the whole time. Okay. Um, straight as opposed to an elbow is, is elbow. the phrase. So, so it's straight. And, we actually and down different the track. And there's different degrees on that elbow as well. Yeah. You can run 33, up to, uh, you can run a 33, 45. a 45, a 20. You can run a straight like you said you were running. Okay. And we're running straight. We actually came up with one-tenth of the state record in the early 90s. Whoa. Now, over time, stuff like that, things happen. But then, yeah, I have to throw that in. <laughs> but then we... Who else do you know? But <laughs> <laughs> in 2005 is when I started with, after 2004 state drill, I actually, after Labor Day, I actually got an angle drill from CI. I put it on there. And actually, that's where I, I felt I was being more aggressive because instead of running past it, I'm drilling more towards it. Okay. And I, and I take this also from uh, from Gary Parrish from Patchogue, talking with him a little bit, is it was more of instead of running by it like I was doing, it was yeah. you running at it. Okay. Where you have a lot better, the straight. Chance, better chance of hitting it when you're hitting when you're running at it. With the straight? No, with the adapt with the with forty five. With the four, actually twenty seven right. and a half. Okay. But instead of, I wasn't the straight, I would hit it and run by it. If I hit it, man, we had great times. Yeah. But if I miss it, dude, I really messed that up. Right. But this was more, hey, come out a little bit further. When you're running at it, doing a J instead of a freaking an I, run a J at it, you're hitting it. You have a better chance of hitting it. The only thing I didn't like about it was, though, you had to stop yourself sooner because instead of being able to, the audacity to run by it, right. you had to stop before it. And make your pivot point 
your right arm to kick out instead of where it was. I hit it, my left arm on the gate. So it was, it was a change, but again, two thousand one year later, we're at 12.46 for the West New York record. It, granted, it's all Mike on the nozzle. It had nothing to do with me at the hydrant, but it still, it, it made some progression. But yeah. since then... See, so I, I think... So 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 just, just to, like, like, button that down right there, right? So uh, it, it seems like you have, over your career, kind of fought through this. Paul had a different strategy, which was... Well, I'm not even... You know, I don't care what people think about my strategy. But um, what I'm saying about his is the theory of what they were doing was 100% correct, and they did it up in Northern as well. 100% correct, you don't want to kick the hose right there because that kick, when the first when the water first goes in, is the worst one you could have. But the actual doing it on the track, to me, is so abnormal to be able to run like this and then have it and to be able... Absolutely. It's so abnormal that it's actually almost, to me, hurting you in terms of time, water on, blah, 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 blah. Compared to the kink, is it going to hurt you? So it's you know half dozen. Where are you giving up the time at the point? Right. But yeah, but, you got to figure that out. Go ahead. But that's just for Robbie, though. I mean, when you when you have it as as a horse, and we call it you know the horse or the sack or something like that, if you had it worked out correctly back in my early career, was where I'd run by it, and Mark Conrad did it for a while. Yeah. And granted, he run by so to a certain point, but the hose is straighter than arrow because that's the way well, the horse got to it. So now right. let, let me get to let me let me get to the next one. But this this to me is more about the adaptive. And if I was going to have a team start today, if I was starting a team from scratch today and I say this all the time, I would teach the hydroman to run either a straight or close to a straight adaptive. Why? Mm-hmm. Because to, to me, the water through your hose, the hose lay, everything is better on that adapter. I run a 45 only because I ran it from day 1 and I wasn't going to change and that's just the way it goes. But the water coming out of a straight or whatever, 27 and whatever, 316, whatever you want. Uh, 27 might be too much. So. It could be. And to run that down the track, but it is so much better for your run yep. in the in the contest than running a 45 in terms of the, the turn at the I hydrant. Agree. Because then it comes out and flips. What teams went to a straight adapter in last well, The thing is, Can't though. Think of any. The what thing I'm is, saying is if I was going to start a new team, that's how I would go. Oh. Yeah, I did a smart thing. Actually, <laughs> but I'm just saying, that's how I would go about it. But let me let me say this too. I agree. And the and, and the best thing about when you run a straight is <laughs> people don't realize this is when you get called on the carpet, they're gonna hook up a straight adapter to that hydrant, yep. and they're gonna test your hose with a straight. And if I ran a forty-five, I'm screwed. Yeah. That's a true story. Right. Well, wait, 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 wait. Hang on, let me roll back there for a second. I, and, and and again, now we're getting a little too intermediate. So maybe we'll have to, that conversation off the mic. Yeah. But uh, so oh, that was a true story. So uh, you might be right about that. We'll talk about that. So. Uh, so to talk about your hands or whatever, um, just as the other guy who ran a spot for a while, I was an armpit guy. I would stretch my arm out, and I would try to grab the hose at my armpit at that point. But I think for all three of us who are sitting here right now, uh, we wanted to grab hose uh, and have hose or a coupling in both of our hands on the hydrant. Because I know when I at least first started running, I didn't. I'd have the coupling in my right hand, and I'd have a bare hand in my left, and I'd get off. You know what the first cool. thing I would have to do? Was go find the hose. So well, I'd be doing this. Not only that, the hose is in your feet at that point. The hose Agreed. can get in your right, feet. Right, right, but right. The same so you give happen- yourself an option of another two, three feet of hose by having it in your left hand. So yeah. if anybody's starting running this spot from the beginning, you should have hose in both your hands at the very least, no matter where you space yourself mm-hmm. out. Right? Comfort. Comfort right. to me. But so, go ahead. so going from there, guys, you know, we talked about where you're holding it in your hand, where your other hand's going. 
the approach of a hydrant man, I think, is very different from hydrant man to hydrant man. I ran next to a guy that we came in as hard as we could, and it was all about him stopping. And I think I definitely am with at least one guy here who definitely has a different theory, and I know our host here has a completely <laughs> different theory. Probably, so let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about yeah. your guys' approach getting off the truck and, and attacking that hydrant. exactly to what you're running in terms of your adapter, if you ask me. Because depending on where your adapter sits is where you run, where you line the truck up, yes. how you get yeah. off, and what direction you move. We, well, ran a, well, we ran a 45. So let's, 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 let's try to, again, simplify things a bit and talk if we're doing this with a 45. If I'm running a 45. Traditional teams right now mostly are running a 45. Um, and, uh, okay. and, and if you're going to consider a straight and you want to talk about that, uh, you can reach out to any of us and we'll give you some more details. But if we were doing this with a 45, how would you approach it? I would line that truck up as close to that adapter as possible because the fastest thing between two points is a straight line. Right. Mm -hmm. And then... Even on driver error, you always have an opportunity. You don't get driver error opportunity on a straight. I agree on that. On a, on a 45. Well, well the, the, the one, the one uh, I'll, I will disagree slightly in that, drive, that you change how you attack a right. driver error. If the driver goes deep, uh, my communication with Danny for the last couple of years since I've run with a straight is, if you're going to miss deep, miss deep and stay on the brake. I want you to be on the brake and drop me five feet off, and I want to turn around right and run cart hose right. replacement. Absolutely. I want to run back to the uh, adapter and actually have a shot. If, if it's a 45-degree adapter, that's that's impossible. Yep. But point. I'm actually turning around and looking at Labage. I'm looking at a, mm -hmm. a cart replacement gate at that point. So let me go at least have a shot at it backwards. But if, you, if we you, practice that once in a while, hey, dump me stupid deep and let me go give it a shot. But, again, we're getting a little too intermediate. Let's stay in the 45 world. If you're going to run the 45, you run it straight to the hydrant. And the person I had this conversation with most is probably Chris Treglia from East Iceland, and they run tighter than anybody today, and they put the water in faster than anybody today yep. on a consistent basis. Yep. When you run the 45, to me, that's how you run it. That's how you run it. Whoa, I know JoJo ran it like that. Oh, because East Islip is a completely different bucket, because East Islip runs a 45, but they're 45 points down at the street. So so that's, in the end, they're talking the, angles. Right, and but what I'm getting at is that from a deployment of... The uh, the the water from their adapter to the hose kind of standpoint, um, that's they they actually are running more like a straight than most because of the way the water plays out. Okay. Now maybe they're a best of both worlds kind of team where you said smart. like smart. Nobody's maybe, saying it's not right. smart. Hey, well, listen, I, I, I don't but think But you need to run tight up. I think you run on a 45. Yeah, you guys used to run real not. tight, Paul. No, we're you guys, the tightest ever. I was but, just going to say. You're and I'm not extreme. saying be that extreme, but I'm saying well, what East Tyson does, I think it's great. So, all right, so I, for you, you're on the back of the truck. And, again, I, what, what's kind of kind of upset, uh, kind of makes this a little harder for you, Paul, is that you're a guy who almost did things a little differently than the traditional Hydra man. But if you, instead of Paul and how you raced, like, talk to me how you would teach a guy. If you were going to try to, like, sit a guy down who was just getting started here, what's the kind of things that you would be telling him to be thinking about? As he's getting going, like what, what's the advice you talk to a guy and, and tell him? What I basically says is, is this: I don't care what you do on the back of the truck, I don't care how you hold the hose, I don't care anything. But for those last three steps, everything's got to be the same. And what it's got to be is your arms got to be out. It's got to be stiff. already out. Well, I'm just saying. Say by the time you reach that point, would at you your want approach, to be out? Right? at your approach, from okay. the last three steps in. Arms got to be locked. Right. Wrists got to be locked. And that—that's an old school yep. Isle Town theory of hands got to be ready straight, to go, which is not necessarily a bumpy brace strategy, yep. but yep. that's an Isle Town strategy. That's and how I would teach it. Right. Arms straight. 
And, and as you approach the hydrant, your last set step, I don't care if you fly over, stop, front guard hose, has to be planted hose in, for that, the cameras. in that, whatever you got to do. Right. That same foot has got to be in that spot right before the hydrant right. so you're able to pivot That's left or right. In. Right. No, now, your right-hand foot, your last stop oh, so and step. You, so, so you believe, now again, now, now uh, there's been, uh, I was a lonely guy for a long time, and Robert, you broke my balls. Oh, we're going to add a, uh, add a hydra man here. Please, no, no, no! I'm introducing you, buddy. Don't be silly. Turn the mic on. We just cut. We we cut Scott Megan out. We're gonna add another great Hydraman in Scott Rice of the North Lindenhurst Pissinockers. Um, and you are a great guy to have this conversation because I feel like there's there is, uh, a, as a guy who did things a little differently and a guy who did things a little differently, you're a guy who did things by the Bumpy Bray book. Right? Is that fair to say? And I, Bumpy Bray's a guy who ran Hydrant for the Hempstead Flukes. Maybe he even listens to this once in a while. That'd be really great. But, uh, Scott, you did it formulaically in that your approach to the Hydrant, your steps, uh, you wanted to connect with the Hydrant at the same time as your inside foot, right? Correct. So, well, so no, I agree with you on that. But, but for a long time, Robert used to give me a hard time because I was a guy who used to do that on the outside foot. Uh, and there's been a couple guys in the, in the last few years who've done it more like that. Michael Maurer is one of them who actually connects on the outside foot. It's a little different. Scott, you got cut because you, uh, you had to take care of some business. It's kind of messed up. Uh, but uh, inside or outside foot, um, if you were giving advice to somebody, uh, start to finish here on how to be a hydroman. Um, and we're talking about the approach right now. Paul's point was uh, uh, your last – Three steps. Guy, you make the point. You don't need me to tell you. I said no matter what you do on the back of the truck, I don't care how you hold the hose, I don't care what you do, blah, 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 blah. But when you get to the hydrant, those last three steps, your arm has to be locked, your wrist got to be ready and locked, and that plant foot's got to be in that same spot. Whatever happens at that point, fly over, stop, go, cart holes, whatever it is, it is. But if you don't do those things, technically sound, I don't think it's going to be gonna that work out. successful. I agree or disagree? No, I totally agree. Okay. Um, I think that... I think the bumpy way of running hydrant is probably the way the Pissanakas have always tried to run hydrant. Yeah, yeah, I, I bumpy, think I've tried to tell Michael how to run like that. If you 1981 videos and you see Bumpy Bray run hydrant, and then you put that right next to the video of Kevin Connell running hydrant, it looks exactly the same. And then you put that next to the video of Scott Rice running hydrant and the video of Chris Connell running hydrant, and they look exactly the same. JoJo looks exactly the same. This is a Hempstead practice track way of running hydrant that seems to have been uh, kind of spread out. Uh, uh, John Perot from West Hempstead has that same strategy. Interestingly enough, um, it's an inside foot strategy. Which I think was, it's. I which think if it's, you look at mine, I'm the same way because I learned from Kevin Connell. I learned with these guys practicing with them. Right. It did, did the look different? Was the result different? But right. Those last three steps. But were you were right. clicking way, on your inside foot, which absolutely. is the way you finished it, though, Paul. It used to be a little. It was bit way different. Right. A little different. I was never. I mean, listen. I I, I wasn't. Fun. JoJo was probably the the best example of step onto the hydrant click rotate put you and and hot as hell right uh he could do it better probably than anybody in in, in that bumpy brace style of racing because i don't think bumpy exactly liked the way i ran hydrant even though my like paul says my last three steps might be that but i could never stop like like jojo could or bumpy could or kevin could or like I always had that little momentum, so I always had to grab the stick, kind of like as you're, <laughs> as you kind of, you know, you you plant, you grab the stick, Listen, and you step away. That's very, not a bumpy bray way to so go. Were, bumpy so bray said you slappy kind of guy. So to very speak, few people could stop like JoJo. Yeah, JoJo stopped it better than any. Uh, no, Gary like, Paris. Uh, Gary Paris is a is a bumpy uh, bray yeah. type of uh, of, of yeah, runner. I agree. You know, actually right. But and they stop in this what we call 
uh, in the box. Yeah, I agree. With there's you. a little, there's a little box that you stay at home in, and you just, you know, you're that supposed box to stop. Happens to be before the hydrant. So when not not before like it's it's a box before the adapter. Right, that's yeah. fair. So it, when a guy pulls the stick down, the, the goal for them for for years was that when you pull the stick down, that that hose is going to jump out of the hydrant and not hit you. And then if you're a guy who ran on the outside foot. Which matches the way you run. So that's, I think, if you're a guy who wasn't taught uh, the basics, or if you're just going out there and trying to be a natural about it, you run right hand out, left foot out, right? And that's the way, if you run at the hydrant, you run that way as well. So now what do I do? You know, when I want to present my arm straight, my arm straight happened to be with my outside left foot clicking at the same time. It's, it's not the right way to do it unless when you go to pull the stick, you pull the stick with your inside foot, which is a weird-ass way of doing it. And you think people can do that on a 45 with their outside foot? Yeah, Mike Mara does it right now. He runs a 45? He runs a 45, yes, for right, last 45? year. Uh, it's not yep. quite 45. 45. Might be a little less. It's way down. It's down no, the no, track he, compared he, to a 45. No, no, last year straight, but this year he's back to the 45. Uh, we'll, we'll try to pull him in at some point. I don't point. believe that's in, in, in any event, maybe we're getting a little too deep in here, mm-hmm. but uh, so, so your strategy, your last... Uh, do you agree with the idea that your last three steps have to be the same? Uh, the, the way that I describe it to guys is when you're practicing this position, it, I call it getting in the gym, right? If you're going to go in the batting cage as a, as a professional baseball player, you're going to take 100 swings every morning over and over and over again until that shit is so <laughs> – that thing is so natural that it just happens, right? Yeah. And that is what you have to be as a hydroman is you're, you have to literally be so natural with that. Muscle memory. Right. And then the next step, how to expand that off the truck, is your last three steps, like Paul said, and tell me if you disagree, are the same three no matter how hot or fast or slow or, or forward or up or left or right. You agree with that? I, I, I think you want it to be like that. I, I don't know. Sometimes it always ends up like that. Sometimes, you, you know, you go for that Hail Mary, and hey. and maybe it isn't so it mechanically yeah. sound, and it goes on. But generally, generally, sometimes when you're deep and you make that right-hand turn, those are your best times you ever ran. Right. right. And generally, sea hose tends to be that, right, because as Paul was saying before, sea hose is the race that tends to be different sometimes from the way you practice it. It could be a little deeper. It could be – B-hose tends to be a little more conservatively the same. You can't make a right-hand turn in B-hose. You can not, do it in Not Z-O's. like you can right. do it in Z-O's. You can do it in Z-O's. Right. Absolutely. You can hold the brake a little bit more and, oh, right. I can go back and I can almost go backwards and get it. Right. Well, that's the right. that's But just, in B-Hose, right. that ain't happening. Before I go into that theory. But, yeah, it's – um, it. but we always call that the, those three steps in being at home. And that's where Bumpy always said you stay in front of the hydrant. When you, when you click turn – see, when you come in and you click on your right foot, as soon as you click under, it's natural. Your body is moving forward, so you're coming around and your wrist is turning. As you're pulling the stick. So yeah. it's natural. See, now, if you hit on your left foot, you're clicking and you're basically stopping, and then you have to do a little shuffle to right. come around and hurt and, right. and, and pull the stick. So, uh, and I, I wanna, we're at 30-minute mark here, so I want to pull things together. So um, from from an advice standpoint, I, one of the things we didn't talk about was getting off the truck. So uh, were you a pusher? Were you a pusher? Were you a pusher? Um, and or you just let it happen? Did you let it happen? Um, because uh, we talked a little bit about JoJo here tonight. I, JoJo was a pusher. JoJo was a guy who let the, the bar come up to his chest and push back off on it. Paul, were you a pusher? I think we all do that. You have to. Naturally, it just kind of happens. It happens when you're on the back of the truck and you try to get off. And is that happens. experience thing, though, kind of? It, it, well, it, that experience comes in is when you know how fast the truck is going and where the drop's going to be. 
That's the experience part of how to push hard, hard. You got to push all that stuff. Right? I, I was a lay down guy. I would lay down on the back of the truck and let the momentum pull me into the hydrant. Okay. But you still have to flex your elbows and, and, and still push off. you got to have a little bit of a push. And but sometimes there's more than others. Jo- JoJo wasn't a pusher. No, I thought he was a lay down. JoJo kind of was like a... Right. He would really? get down low, come up, and it would be... He wasn't a really pusher like... Really? So I'm a big speak. fan of the... Of the, of the of he would the get low and ball. come up, and he would be back. He I would swear. get low and keep his weight back, but yeah. he still would have to push off for us... Or for him to stop. I always had, I always I mean, been able to go. But you never saw back, him, but, you never saw uh, him come into his chest and go, he always kind of dipped down low and yeah. up and in. Right. Yeah, but I yeah, think, but, I think the bar in B hose especially, and C hose now today because it's a lot hotter. <laughs> the Scott bar, right now is like, how did I do that again? <laughs> the bar, if you could get that bar at least halfway on your running board so you have that lean back. That, if, you're a, a if you're a lot of team right now, it's a great point. So go through a that. A lot of teams today have that bar flush with the bed of their B truck. Specifically so now the B truck. You're t- oh, I, I go by the B truck all but the time. But I think the B truck more important when, than anything else. I well, think it's a really important we built When we built our C truck with Louie, I made him take the specs off the back of our B truck. And I said, whatever the height of the, the, the running board bar is, look like this. whatever the bar is, I said, I don't care how you build the truck, but the back of the truck, but I mimicked the beach truck. Okay. And we so, it. and your bar was where in, in respect to the tailboard? Three quarters, three quarters of the tailboard back, so you can hang back that much and let the momentum bring you up. Right. Now, now us in when Central Isolate. are top heavy, it's Us harder. in Central Isolate, our, our, re- our handle is level, is Almost even with the tailboard and B hose, and then is at the beginning of the tailboard towards the front of the truck and C hose. And as a guy who who didn't design the truck when it came out, if I had to do it from scratch, it would be the way Paul says, which is I would want my handle in both contests to be towards the front, uh, towards the very back of the tailboard, as far back as possible. And 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 it's a very basic thing, which is when you get off the truck. You're much less likely to fall face first if your shoulders are behind your back. So even if you're a, a, a if, if you're listening right now and you're a team that's just trying to get started, the best money that you can spend to make your team not look terrible is to move the handle of your C truck bar as far back to the back of the running board as you possibly can. Because when you get off the truck, as long as your shoulders are behind your ass, you're not going to fall forward. You see, it, it's funny because, and, and Robert probably remembers, and Paul, I was in the middle of the truck when I first started running hydro. Really? Oh, yeah. So Kevin sure. never moved to the outside, right? Never. Just to be clear. Okay. No. Nope. Danny Kevin, Kevin was never. Never moved to the outside. I was in the middle of the truck, and then it took, it took some real coaxing to get Kevin to, to let me get on the outside. And I made my own bar. Right. You know, and I, to, to get to the outside and was never really comfortable with it and you know, and, and after that, after I, I stopped, there was a new bar that was put into place in the V-Truck. And, my God, I you know, you look at it now, and I, I always say to myself, wow, I wish I, wish I had this when <laughs> yeah, I was, right, right, right. you know, right. when I was f- first running Hydrant. Um, and the C-Truck also, the C, our C-Truck bar was waist high. Really? When I was well, running Hydrant. Right. You know, and. Right. and uh, so, so, so clear me up on that. So if you were going to pick, if you were doing this thing by scratch, by, from scratch, yeah. where would you put it from a height standpoint up and down? I, like for me, probably nipple, right nipple in your level, chest. Baby, yeah, right in one, your chest. Right? Like yep. if it's any lower than that, you're opening oh. up your new guys yep. and throwing over the front yep. of the bar pretty yep. much, right? Yeah. So, so, so there's definitely, I, I actually almost thought for years, like there's a rule change there where like, Anything lower than like three and a half feet is just like you're you're really taking a chance. Well, you we did that with the sea truck. Crazy stuff out there, and I'm like, yeah. 
hell? We did that with but the Z truck. We came listen, up right. to that to, to that chest height okay. and then back really? towards the tailboard. So, so and I never ran off of that. It was funny because Kevin was seat and brake pads on time in the, on the uh, C truck right. quite quite a while ago now. But it was uh, ridiculous, like. Hanging off of right. it from well, uh, from that, that point of view, I was like, "Wow, this is really different," and it right. would have been so much better. And, I think. And, and and just so let's wrap that up. The, the, the key on that is that it doesn't feel right when you're riding that truck in anything but the race. But when it comes time to the brake in C hose, when it you're be, going into it, it, would be it awesome. feels great. Awesome. Right. But then when you're riding that thing around, you know, you're on, you're just riding down the street or something. It feels like I can't even hang on to this stupid thing. The, the point is, is that you're almost mechanically forcing everyone to Agreed. get off the truck like a professional. Totally so, agree. So if you're a team that's starting with a C truck or a B truck right away, there is, uh, if your handle on your B truck is anything but in line with the end of the tailboard, you're doing it wrong. And or close. Or close. I mean, close. I mean right. listen, if it's, it's a, a couple drastic, inches, don't waste the money. Drastic. But the You don't point, want to be leaning in. And right. chest high. And chest right. high. And get it high. Chest high. high when you're on the running board. Right, right. right. So, so let me cut it out there because we're at uh, like 35 minutes here. But uh, thanks, everybody. Scott Mangan, Spencer Port. Scott Rice from North Lindenhurst. Paul Suskind. Uh, Universal. And uh, and my buddy Rob Universal. Noonan helped me out from West Fable. We'll leave it at that. And uh, thanks, everybody. If you have Chris, any other thank questions. Thank you, Scott. Sorry for uh, jumping in on your, your seat here. <laughs> but if you have any other questions, you, you know these names. You can reach out to what, us in What airline right? are you piloting tonight? Today, we're leaving at <laughs> 0600 in the morning. Uh, Scott, so. Scott Rice right now. And, uh, well, must be funny for a second, but Scott Rice sitting here in his short sleeve shirt and his tie wants to know where his swing leg stapler is. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, they told me I can leave the music at a certain volume well, at we, my desk. We know that, the, you know, we're, we're going over to flyover states, you know, the Trump states. So <laughs> yeah, right. we're, we're going to go over those flyover We're trying to make America great. two gays, folks. Make America great again. Here we go. All right. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Shut us off.